welcome to Dance Matters Podcast, the place where we talk all things dance and the performing arts industry. A place where we share knowledge and real stories from people in the industry in the hope of inspiring and educating. We are your hosts, Kaylee and Charlie. Nothing makes me happier than knowing that our episodes are bringing our listeners closer to the dance community all around the world. I love that we have gotten to speak to people from many different countries and share their stories with you. I think because of your love of The Next Step, Charlie, we have a particular fondness for our Canadian friends who have always been so humble, down-to-earth and giving of their time. Today's guest is no exception. Dustin Wolf is a professional dancer and choreographer from Canada. He has starred in film, television, national commercials, modelling, print and product design. Dustin has appeared in Netflix Julie and the Phantoms and the latest upcoming film from Disney, Sneakerella. Over the course of his career, Dustin has accumulated many acclaimed recognitions and awards, having been awarded the titles of Junior, Teen and Mr Dance of Canada, NYCDA Junior and Senior Male Outstanding Dancer, Jump VIP, Multiple Highest Scoring Soloist and many more. Dustin was scouted at the NYCDA Nationals where he was awarded a prestigious dance scholarship to attend Point Park University. Dustin then moved to Los Angeles where he was scouted and signed by one of the top talent agencies. During his time in LA, Dustin trained and worked under some of the best in the business. Dustin is currently working with very studios nationally and internationally as a teacher and choreographer. Welcome Dustin. Hi Dustin, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Now Dustin, you are a professional dancer and choreographer who has appeared in film, television and national commercials, but can you take us back to where it all first began for you? Yeah, I've always had a love for dance, honestly. There was never a moment where I was like, am I going to do this? Is this what I'm going to do? It's just always been in me. I've always been a performer, always loved it. Uh, my earliest memory though would be when I watched Britney Spears's Dream Within a Dream Tour. It's just like one of every dancer's favorite DVDs. And uh, I watched that and I was so blown away by the production value and the level of choreography that not only she was doing, but the dancers. So when I saw that, I was like, that's what I'm going to do. There was no question. And at what age were you when that was the dream? Oh... Well, aside from me dancing since I could walk, I would say that DVD and watching it, I was probably about eight. Yeah. What was your training like growing up? Oh, I did it all. The classic competition training, you could say jazz, tap, ballet, hip hop, contemporary, all that. Uh, I started kind of late in competition. I started when I was about 10 or 11, maybe even 12. It's been a while. So I was a little late to the game competitively. But yeah, that's really what it was like. You might have been late to the game, but you were very successful in dance competitions, including being awarded Junior, Teen and Mr. Dance Canada, New York City Dance Academy Junior and Senior Male Outstanding Dancer and multiple highest scoring soloist awards. What did you enjoy about competing? That sounds good, coming (laughs) all at once. Yeah, you know, I wasn't really a competitive person per se. I've never had that desire. I just loved being able to perform and the energy exchange between the audience and the dancer. I wish some days I didn't take that for granted because now look at where we are. There's not much live stuff going on. And it's like, wow, what I would give to perform in front of an audience right now. 
So that was what I loved most about competing is honestly just being able to do what I love. But I was also very involved with my studio. I was teaching there while I was competing in my end years. So, you know, I always just love supporting everyone and the fun of it all, really. Can you remember what your first solo was? Yes, uh, <laughs> the novice solo. And it was a jazz solo to That's Life. That dive. <laughs> yeah, and it was great. It was jazz, which is what I love most. One of my top genres. Now, at the peak of your competing years, how many hours of training would you have been doing a week? Uh, I would say it was about 15, maybe more, maybe less, give or take, you know, what we had coming up and what was going on. So yeah, but it was very balanced. And uh, it never felt like too much and never too little. I got to do private lessons, you know, for ballet. And so I really just did what worked for me. That sounds right. Did you ever struggle fitting dance in with school? Well, I never <laughs> loved school. I always loved dance more. Yes, sometimes. But, you know, I was lucky to have teachers that always uh, understood that I was very involved in dance and that was my career and I was trying to make it happen so I was lucky to have teachers that helped me balance it along the way. You were awarded a scholarship to attend Point Park University. For us Australians can you tell us about Point Park and what your time there involved? Yeah Point Park was amazing. It was one of the hardest but most rewarding four years of my life. Their dance program is one of the top in the country so I was blown away when I was awarded the scholarship to go there. But I'm a big advocate for college, university, if that's something a dancer's interested in. I think sometimes dancers think, what is a degree in dance going to get me? Or is me spending three, four, two years going to derail me from my career goals? And it's not because the training you're getting is just unbelievable. And you do more than dance, you know, like we would go 8 a.m. to 10 or 11 p.m. some days of, yeah, doing 8 a.m. ballet and then contemporary and modern and jazz and then in between we'd have our academics and body alignment and then at the end of all of that you'd have an audition with guest choreographers or you'd be rehearsing for the next show so it really over prepared me for the real world you know it wasn't a shock now going on set for a 15 20 hour day because my body and mind were used to that already so if yeah if a dancer is interested in going to school i say go for it and if they're able to because it was one of the best experiences for me yeah right so we have full-time studios here where you do one year maybe two years of full-time training you have a university where you do four years of dance training. What qualification do you come out with at the end of it? So I got a Bachelor of Fine Arts okay. in a jazz concentration. So it's like one of the highest degrees you can get for dance. And those degrees are really good for if down the line I or someone wants to teach at a college or a university or, you know, even some studios, It's it, it shows your training, right? It's like a certificate. When you graduated, you headed to LA and got picked up by by a talent agency. What was your experience like in LA? I was very lucky to have a smooth first year in LA. I signed with Block Talent Agency basically before I graduated. I went down the summer before and had a meeting and auditioned and all that. So when I touched down, I was the next day doing the paperwork and then they sent me on an audition that day for Gwen Stefani. Yeah, it was very surreal. 
I was very lucky in that sense, but I was also, I was being proactive and hardworking prior. So it's not like it just happened. I worked to make it happen, but LA is amazing. And uh, so many great opportunities, great training. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Is that where the goal lies to go and move over there and do more work in LA? Yeah, that is, that is the goal. I was there for a year and a half because I had a post-grad visa because mm-hmm. I'm Canadian. And then once that expired, I had to come home, but uh, that's okay because I've been able to do amazing projects here in Canada. And then, yeah, the goal is next to go back to LA. You worked on Julie and the Phantoms. Can you tell us about that experience? Yes, that was uh, amazing. Kenny Ortega, he's a legend. And Paul Becker, his co-director, choreographer, he was phenomenal. Uh, It was just one of those rare jobs where everybody is just so cohesive and positive positive and the environment is so inspiring. I had never felt more prepared going on set. We were so well rehearsed. Uh, It was just, it was a flawless job where you didn't want to leave. So it was very special. And I don't know if you guys seen the show, but it's a great show. Lots of great music and dancing. Uh, yeah, it's very, it was very special. You also recently filmed a Disney film, Sneakerella. What was that like? Yes, that was my first job during this COVID era where uh, everything was very different. Uh, it was choreographed by Ebony Williams and Emilio DeSalle. And, you know, we were all working through this new environment together. So it was a very team effort. Uh, I have so much respect for the entire team, though, because they work nonstop around the clock, and we could feel their motivation and their inspiring energy, and it made just everyone want to do the best that they could do. But I'm grateful for it also because now I know what to expect going into future jobs. You know, everyone's wearing a mask now and six feet apart, and you have to get tested, and there's a lot that goes into the machine to make it run, but it's all just so that we can get the job done soon. Right. So it was very cool. Amazing choreographers. I think it's going to be a great movie. Everyone's going to love it. So in Canada at the moment, is film and TV production back up and filming just under very specific guidelines? Yeah, it is. Uh, It's been up for a long time now. There's just monitored how many people can be on an active set and that changes depending on the situation at hand. Uh, But yeah, we have been lucky to be able to continue filming during this time. How many COVID tests have you had to have? Oh boy, (laughs) I I couldn't even, I honestly could not even (laughs) tell you. I want to say minimum 30. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but you know they weren't bad. They uh, some people are afraid of them. I, I personally, it was fine, you know, because we had, um, you know, I would see the same nurse almost every other day, so it was, yeah, it was fine. It's it's part of the way things go now. <laughs> you work in both Canada and LA. What are the main differences in opportunities available for dancers in both places? Uh, well, there's lots of opportunities. It depends on what your career path is that you want. Uh, LA obviously is the Mecca for backup dancers, tours, music videos, all that. Canada's film industry is booming. We get lots of production now and it's only getting bigger. Lots of Disney and Netflix is filming here. So both places have a lot to offer. It's just what you want. Uh, so I like both and I want to do both. So I just plan to go back and forth forever. <laughs> what would you say have been the highlights of your dance career so far? Well, of 
course, credit-wise, job-wise, Julie and the Phantoms. Uh, like I said, amazing team, amazing environment. I also would say Point Park, honestly, is a just highlight of life, like the training I got. I also did an amazing passion project with Tony Testa, who's a amazing choreographer, and his assistant, Carissa Kroger, and it was for a non-profit dance company where we danced for uh, refugees, so it was an activism piece. And it felt really good to dance for a cause. And we spent months in the process, really creatively diving in. So it was, it became like a family. And uh, that's rare to have uh, on a job. So it was very special. But it wasn't really a job. It was, it was a passion project. You've had an exciting career so far. Have there been any challenges that you've faced? Yes. I, I mean, every everybody has challenges, right? But I guess from a dance perspective, I tend to overthink things. So that has become a challenge. And I think it's important to talk about that with young and old dancers because we all get caught up in our heads sometimes. But what you have to realize is you just have to let things go sometimes and just be okay with what you have to offer because it's going to be completely different than the person next to you, right? So just really trusting the process is the biggest challenge that I've learned now to just accept because you never know when you're going to have that great job or that great day or that great audition and if you focus on when is it going to come you're going to miss out on just enjoying the moment you know so trust the process work hard and just don't stress so much (laughs) what is your favorite style to dance oh my favorite style it depends on the day and what what mood i'm in honestly if i'm really energized probably jazz funk I'll just kill it. Uh, if I'm feeling a little slow, maybe contemporary. Yeah, it depends on my, my vibe. What style do you find the hardest? Tap. I could never... I struggle with it so much. It's like maps to me. I don't know why. I can't get into it. I... Yeah, that's my hardest. Tap. <laughs> you have Period. done some modeling. Do you enjoy that? Yeah, I love modeling. It's a different change of pace from dance. And when I was really involved in it, it was very consistent. I was doing print work sometimes five times a week. So it's very fun. It's rewarding. And there's also a, there's a big world for it for dancers as well. In LA, I'd get sent on auditions and casting calls. And they specifically want dancers for these high fashion brands. So it was... It's very cool to use dance in a different way. You just pop in and strike a pose. It's fun. Who are your inspirations? Oh, I, uh, I'm inspired by everything. I get inspired by movies a lot. I really love Ryan Murphy, the creator of American Horror Story. I love his aesthetic. Britney Spears was one of my biggest influences growing up. So her choreographers influenced me as a kid. You know, Wade Robinson, Brian Friedman, recently the Square Division, who did her residency. Lorianne Gibson, Brian and Scott Nicholson, Jerry Slaughter, Janet Jackson. I could go on and on. There's lots of talented people out there. Who were some of your favorite choreographers you have worked with? I really enjoyed working, honestly, with everyone. I've been very lucky to have only but good things to say about everything I've done. I really enjoyed Paul Becker because he just trusts dancers, and we're very time efficient, and it just was so seamless. And he's very positive, and I vibe with that. Uh, And then Tony obviously was amazing because he really dives in creatively, so it was nice to feel that collaboration with everyone in the room. So, yeah. 
What advice would you give to your 10-year-old self? To stretch. My teachers always were like, Dustin, you're going to regret not stretching. You're going to regret not stretching. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just now, I'm telling you, just last week, I got my left split. 25 years old, got my left split. <laughs> but yeah, stretch. That just shows you it's never too late. <laughs> Were you naturally flexible or did you just not need to be? No, I was just, I was not naturally flexible. I wasn't like stiff, but I wasn't gumby. <laughs> I was just in between. And then when I really did start stretching more, you could see the difference. Like, I wasn't horrible, but I'm more flexible now than I was when I was dancing competitively. So now, how often would you stretch? I stretch uh, every day or every other day. And it really doesn't take long, you know? Just like, you can do it in 20 minutes. What are your goals and dreams for the future? Well, right now, my most immediate goal is to get back to LA and to get my visa. So that is immediate. Long term, what One of my dream jobs is to do a Vegas residency. That's always been one of my dreams. And then years down the line, I want to be in the creative director chair. I've always had a love for lighting and design and concept and choreography. So eventually I want to be creating the pop acts that I grew up being so inspired by. But that's a long, long time away. I have a lot to learn to get to that point. No rush. So is the dream that you're working towards at the moment doing backup dancing for artists? And who is yeah. who is the artist that you're most wanting to dance behind? Pop culture, pop stars have you know, always been such an influence of mine. So really, I have a collection of artists that I want to dance for off the top of my head. Of course, Britney, because she's my idol. Ariana Grande is amazing, and her choreographers are brilliant. And Lady Gaga, her creative team is outstanding so yeah those would probably be my top well dustin thank you so much for chatting with us today thank you so much it was great talking to you thanks dustin so much for joining us remember you can find all of our previous episodes on spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, and stitcher please feel free to get in touch with any feedback or questions you have via dm on instagram at dance matters podcast don't forget to head over to my diva squad to check out their amazing bags and dance accessories they have have the best bags. Keep dancing. And remember, listen, love, and learn. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.